Hi, this is Craig Stinson, Director of Arts Friendly. This is our conversation with Shannon Farrow and Charles Evans. Shannon is the Executive Director of the Long Bay Symphony in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and Charles is their Music Director and Conductor. Um, this is a great conversation, very lively, and uh, it's, it's really cool, all the good work that they're doing there. So this conversation is brought to you by our certified arts-friendly communities, including local arts nonprofits, businesses, and individual advocates. Certified arts-friendly status signifies unwavering commitment to the arts. For a list of communities, visit artsfriendly.com. Thank you, and enjoy our conversation. Hey, this is Craig Stinson, Director of Arts Friendly. I am in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and I am at the offices of the Long Bay Symphony. I'm here with um, Shannon Farrow, who is the Executive Director of the organization, and also with Charles Evans, who is the Music Director and the Conductor of the, of the organization. So, how y'all doing? Doing well. Thanks doing for having good. us. Yeah, thank good you. Thanks. I appreciate y'all taking time out. We're doing kind of a tour of Myrtle Beach right now. It's a lot of fun. So um, tell me, we were talking Long Bay. I was not familiar. Let's start off with this. I was not familiar with the term Long Bay. Right. That's, that's a, um, a quandary, I suppose, we've addressed uh, with the board over, over many years. Because uh -huh. we're, we were saying, 32 years old now. Yeah. Uh, which for an orchestra is still pretty young. But uh, over the years, there's been this idea, like most people don't know what the Long Bay is, so they're mm -hmm. not sure when they hear our name. But to us, I think it's significant that it connotes our service area, because the Long Bay, right. if people are at all nautical, mm -hmm. uh, they know that goes from Cape Fear in the north all okay. the way down into an arc down to Georgetown. Okay, so you're covering basically what is Brunswick County mm -hmm. in down North Carolina. Into Georgetown, yeah. Down into Georgetown, which is south of um, Myrtle Beach. Mm -hmm. So, okay, super. So 32 years? Mm -hmm. 32. That's when did um, make me do math here, but nineteen eighty seven. Eighty seven. Cool. So tell me, um, the service area is Brunswick County, and we're in Myrtle Beach is in Horry County. Um, so tell me, kind of your performing spaces and where would people can find you doing that. Well, where we perform mainly is the Myrtle Beach High School's Performing Arts Center. Okay. Um, it seats almost 2,000, just under 2,000 people, and wow. it's really? the it's certainly the largest stage. In Myrtle Beach, largest largest acoustic stage. There are a lot of theaters around, but they're not really built for anything okay. but you know, like mixing sound uh -huh. kind of thing. But so. especially when we have uh, normally our first concert of the season, we'll have a full seventy-five piece orchestra with you know one hundred and twenty singers behind. We need that space, and wow. it normally fits us perfectly. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And where else then? So y'all in? You said Odell Williamson. Is that in? Brindley? We have in the past. Okay. We have in the yeah, past we've been done there. several performances there, not in not in a two or three years, but okay. done a variety of things from Messiah to silent film, oh, cool. various things like that, and done some educational things up in North Carolina, as well as you know throughout our service area. Okay, and but, then do y'all is there space in Georgetown as well? I know you probably draw from that population, but right, we have a chamber series that we've done for the past two seasons at Winya Auditorium. Okay, uh, which is. About 250 seats, is that? Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, somewhere. Yeah, I think they're refurbishing it to make it more like 300, but it's a, it was the old high school downtown, mm -hmm. and they've really done a great job and, and are using it now to try and get use it as a cultural beacon, you know, to oh, nice. alert people there, hey, there's live performance, because they do mm -hmm. performances of all genres, you know, jazz and folk. Okay, and okay. So, and I, I've always liked Georgetown. I thought it was always a neat little... It is beautiful. Community. It's real pretty, yeah. 
So the um, the you'll, as a symphony, what um, you said kind of seventy five to eighty is the upper end, mm -hmm. and then you've got chamber. But in that spectrum, how do you kind of compose the symphony, and where do people come from? I think we certainly pull from most of the Long Bay region. I mean, we have people coming from Shalot all the way down to Georgetown, and those are normal okay. subscribers. Uh -huh. uh, so, you know, as far as, as our patron base, uh -huh. that's certainly where they go, come from all over, okay. all over that region. And then the, um, but the, the symphony itself, the mm -hmm. performers, the... Mm -hmm. Are they likewise? I think uh, you know it's it's the common sort of trading off of players from various concentrations. So we do get okay. uh, we do get players from up into Wilmington and between Wilmington and here. Okay. Uh, from Charleston and between Charleston and here. Gotcha. As well as certainly a lot from Columbia. Okay. And, and and the surrounding areas. Well, it's a it's a it's an interesting field because you can put stuff together and people can travel and <laughs> have a it's a it's. It is incredible what comes together in a weekend. Uh, yeah, I mean, the symphony has got this dynamic to it that's really interesting. I yes. Mean, um, so tell me, um, the y'all are 501c3, correct? Mm -hmm. Yep. How many board, what's kind of your board structure? We have 12 board members. We have, you know, our president. We have a first and second vice president. Okay. Um, so our executive committee, of course, the usual treasurer secretary, and then, you know, 12 total board members. Okay. So 12 is good. That's yep. a... Um, it's a manageable number. Yeah, well, as I, I want to say that, <laughs> but twelve's a good number of yeah. you know it's not doesn't get too cumbersome. Absolutely. Okay, good. So, and then you said y'all's um, your your season when you break down the budget is about a third ticket, third donations, and third grants. Absolutely. As well. Yeah, okay. yeah. We rely heavily on all of them, pretty much equally. That's a great mix. That's it a is. really nice. Um, so, so tell me um, if people want to engage or want to attend one of the performances what's kind of a your typical structure for the performing season i guess so getting tickets or finding out about us in or, general or when we perform you mean that kind of thing because we yeah i asked the question wrong i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> so uh, during the calendar year what do y'all do and tell do people find you i guess is well, I, yeah i think way. we have we have gone back and forth over uh, you know what the best timing is because uh -huh. you know in, a, in an area like this it's very tourist based there are other entertainment things we yeah. have to consider that not only with regard to our audience but also our members of the orchestra okay. who work other venues yep. and so we have lighted upon for various reasons the retirement community and traveling during the daytime as opposed to night our mm -hmm. our classical concerts are on sunday afternoons at four o'clock oh really okay yeah and our so, seasons from september through april is when our main main season is september to april mm -hmm. so after labor day before memorial day pretty much is that okay pretty much um okay so, and then people, is there season tickets or individual or how to, how can people? Yeah, we do season tickets. So we have our four Masterwork series and then this year we've introduced a Pops concert. Um, so they can get just the Masterwork series or they can add on that Pops concert to go with their package. But yes, we do season subscriptions. Oh, cool. And that's in addition to a lot of contracted things. We, we have a partnership with uh, the Myrtle Beach Rotary. 
uh, where we present two Pops concerts in addition to this one we're launching okay. on our own. So okay. we have one that will now be in its 11th year, I think, or 12th. I think it's 12th, wow. yeah. And the Rotary Club, I mean, this is their biggest fundraiser, so we do have a really close relationship with them. Um, I'm a member of the Rotary Club here in Myrtle Beach, yeah. so I do get all the inside scoop, and they had raised 35000 for the Rotary Club, which is incredible. Yeah, it's incredible a, that we are able to partner with them for something yeah, like that. Yeah, I use that as an example all the time in talking to, uh, you know, groups that, you know, this business partnerships that make this happen, and that mm-hmm. really is a win-win, because oh, it well. gives us another chance to perform and expose people to the fact they have a professional orchestra in the area, mm-hmm. and it's obviously profitable for Rotary. Yeah. Too. And in addition to the Rotary Club concerts, we do two outdoor events a year with Grand Dunes. So they have a beautiful um, amphitheater. It's Marina Park. And we perform one Pops concert at the end of the year, outdoor, really lovely, family-friendly, low cost. Mm -hmm. And then in the fall, we're going to be doing um, some water music Mm -hmm. up at Marina Park. Baroque and classical, sort of smaller orchestra things. Oh, that sounds fun. Okay. You've got tons of stuff going on. Yeah. We do. I could go on and on if you I want know. me to. Oh, well. <laughs> so, so tell me, is there anything? Is there anything we're missing that's kind of you you thought of while we were talking? Sure. I mean, <laughs> I I have this baby right now. It's okay. called our off stage series. So this is something I've been working on. Oh, cool. Um, okay. It's it's really low cost for us, but it's more about engagement with the community. Yeah. Um. So we have our first event set, and it is a yoga class with classical musicians performing the music of the yoga class. And so the whole point nice. is just to be in the community more, especially during the summertime when people aren't at our concerts. Yeah. And people who might not actually feel comfortable in a concert hall so okay. people who might not come to the symphony you know mm-hmm. I just think it's really incredible to be able to make that connection because I think one of our biggest problems in the arts community is getting the word out there and mm-hmm. for people to even know we exist so mm-hmm. this is kind of my interpretation of how we how can we be in front of people mm-hmm. and just for people to know that we're around so yeah this is this is not only a, a problem of the times I think all arts groups are figuring out how to better engage the communities because people with the you know, advent of or the the increase of technology in our lives, they just mm-hmm. stay home. Just they're on their phone all the time. Yeah. And what we want to do is encourage the idea, the notion that live performance you can't replace. Yeah. The idea of going. I, I like to make the analogy all the time that uh, you would never just turn on a football game the day after. You want to mm-hmm. watch the game while it's happening. Yep. And I think the idea of hearing a, a major piece of uh, symphonic music while it's happening is totally different. From just getting a recording but I think added to that is that this area as probably with any tourist area and one like this that has grown over a short period of time yeah we need to make people know uh, that there are arts things going on in this area I think mm-hmm. it, I've, I've so long wanted to uh, put together a t-shirt the, the slogan of which would be on the back I had no idea because invariably we'll do a concert, we'll have some sort of social event, or just people who come to the stage afterwards say, you guys were fantastic, I had no idea you had an orchestra like this. And and so our number one issue is just to make sure people even know it exists. Yeah. And I mean, orchestras in general, we're all worrying about how we're going to get the next generation in here. I mean, mm-hmm. we're all worried about it. Mm-hmm. And this is an experiment 
and it's mm-hmm. low cost, I hope high impact of, mm-hmm. you know, how we can just get in front of that next generation, especially Gen Xers who are getting mm-hmm. to the time where their kids are starting to grow up. And yeah. of course we have baby boomers who are moving to the region, you know, people who are mm-hmm. still yeah. active and out in the community. So yeah. that, you know, this is kind of our solution and we're going to try it out. We're, I mean, we're having fun doing it and our patrons seem to like it. We have people signing up, so okay. we're, we're excited. Well, let me, um, Maybe we can revisit this in a year and figure out. Please. I would love to. I'd I'd be curious to know how that's going because that's really a clever idea. Thank you. Cool. Okay. So so people want to find you on the Worcester website. Sure. It's www.longbaysymphony.com. We also have a really active Facebook page and Instagram. So y'all can follow us there as well. Okay. That sounds cool. I'll put all of those in the show notes so people can link straight to them. Awesome. Okay, cool. Uh, We really appreciate this. This is awesome. Thank you. Thanks, Craig. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Arts Friendly Conversations. Be sure and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, including Apple Podcast or Spotify. This podcast is brought to you by certified arts friendly communities, including businesses, individuals, and arts nonprofits. Certified arts friendly status signifies unwavering commitment to the arts. If you would like information about certified arts friendly status for your business or arts community, or how you can become an arts friendly advocate, visit artsfriendly.com and click Get Involved. Thank you. This has been Craig Stinson for Arts Friendly.